What up, East High? Hello, East High. We're back. Indeed, for our final hiatus episode between High School Musical and High School Musical 2. Our finatus. Finitus? That's the Latin for ending. Anyway. This is Wildcat Minute, where we normally talk about the High School Musical movies one minute at a time. I am Condra. And I am, unfortunately, Tyler. And together we are the Amateur Nerds. Why, unfortunately, Tyler? We've oh, had thanks a sweet for asking. <laughs> I just mean because I ruin every intro. No, yeah, so we're talking about the sweet life of Zach and Cody today. Indeed, because to round out our talks about the cultural influence of High School Musical before we started High School Musical 2, what better way than to talk about one of the Disney ploys. Most epic. Disney ploys to sell High School Musical and another product of theirs while they were waiting with bated breath for High School Musical 2 to come out and take the world by storm once again. Honestly, I think it's more just one of those brand synergy things where it's like, you're writing an episode of a show. It's like, oh, they want to do a musical. Oh, what if we did High School Musical? Oh, that'd be funny. We have a joke with Sharpay. Maddie looks like Sharpay. It, it, it like writes itself. It's like one of those easy things. Yeah. So yeah, so there's an episode of The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody where Cody, I, I can never remember. Cody's like the nerdy one, right? Yeah. And Zach's like the cool one. Okay. Yeah. Cody is Cole. wants to audition for the school play. And turns out Maddie wants to audition too. And it's, oh, it's High School Musical. And so this is why we're talking about it because High School Musical adjacent. Yeah. Imagine you're watching Disney Channel in 2007 and you're like watching the ads and you're like, this Friday on the Sweet Life of Zach and uh, This isn't the Disney voice. The Disney no. voice is that. Is that different? This this Friday? No, I can't do his voice. All right, I'm gonna just uh, give a little bit of information about this episode before before you go off. I just wanted to say, like, it's clearly something that they would advertise, like, oh my god, an episode of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but with High School Musical in it. So yes and no. I think that's not some. I mean, like, all right, so. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was on air from 2005 to 2008. It ran in reruns uh, with 85 episodes until 2014, and it has not been on the air since. Well, there was also the Sweet Life on deck. Yeah, and that was in part why it lasted so long in reruns is because it had a spinoff film as well as a spinoff show, Sweet Life on Deck, that had a lot of the original cast in it, uh, minus Ashley Tisdale, really. So the episode in question of today is Lip Syncing in the Rain, which was season three, episode nine. So the last season of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. This is in the first couple episodes of the season. They are finishing middle school and just about to enter high school. The next episode is them actually their first day of high school along with London joining the high school and um, Maddie also switching schools to the, the, the this general high school called Cheevers or I think it's Cheevers High School. It's all very confusing because they're all in the same middle school. Right? No, no. So in season one and two, Maddie is at Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow where she goes to school with Monique Coleman and Vanessa Hudgens. They make cameos throughout the first two seasons as her classmates. 
and London, I believe, goes to a private school of some sort. And then Cody and Zach are in middle school. Uh, London and Maddie are like a year older or a couple years older. Um, So Maddie is played by Ashley Tisdale. London Tipton is played by Brenda Song. Uh, Zach and Cody are played by Dylan and Cole Sprouse, respectively. Their single mother is Kim Rhodes. Kim Rhodes is the actress. I'm trying to remember the the character. Is it it Carrie? Carrie? Yeah. Yeah. So Carrie, who also, fun fact, Kim Rhodes is pregnant at the time of this one. Very obviously, but there's no mention of it in the episode. In the show. Um, Yeah. And then Phil Lewis plays Mr. Mosby. I guess for those of you who aren't familiar with The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, because maybe you were not a child in the... Uh, in 2007. 2007. <laughs> the, the down and dirty uh, synopsis, twin brothers. Live, twin troublemakers. Twin troublemakers <laughs> live in a hotel suite where their mum is the lounge singer. In Boston, there is a cast of characters that run or live in the hotel as well that are, are like their little family. So Mr. Mosby is the the floor manager and he's in charge of everything. The hotel is the Tipton Hotel, London Tipton, who is a young girl a couple years older than the twins. Uh, She's the heiress to the Tipton fortune, think Paris Hilton kind of. There's the candy shop girl, uh, Maddie, who is of a much lower socioeconomic class. And uh, Zach, the cool twin, um, has a big crush on her. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, like, subtle under... (laughs) Yeah. There's a maintenance man. There's a a named Arwen, who has a big crush on Carrie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, There's Emilio... Uh, I can I don't know his whole last name, so I'm not going to botch that. Who's the hint? Um, who's the bellhop? Yeah, just this whole kind of cast of characters, and it's them living in the hotel, doing shenanigans. Wait, Condra, are you telling me that there's a a brown skinned character with a, a comedically long name and a comedically um ethnicized accent. personality and accent? Yeah, and accent uh, played for comic relief in a Disney Channel show. You'd never believe it, Tyler. <laughs> I know it's so rare. <laughs> also, the whole show takes place in Boston. No, no one is close to having a Boston accent. I think no. there's references to um, Maddie living next to Fenway Park. Yeah, like peanuts <laughs> get thrown to her or whatever. Um, there are some shots like they 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 play in Boston Commons in one episode and like yeah, but I mean the exterior shot of the Tipton Hotel. It's, it's just actually, like super clear CGI. It's Hotel Vancouver in Canada. <laughs> and then um, the high school is the exterior of the John Marshall High School in L.A. So can we just get to the bottom? So in, yeah. in this episode, they're all rehearsing for the same flight. Well, Zach isn't, but yeah. most of the characters are rehearsing for the same play as if they all go to the same school. But they're not in the same school? No, they school, are in the same they... school. They're just about to start all in the same school. So the first day of school so it, hasn't it, happened yet, which is If they is had, the like, switched thing. the episode order, like, it would have made sense. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, this episode originally aired on August 12th, 2007. It was directed by Rich Carell, who did a bunch of season three and a bunch of the other seasons, it seemed. It was written by Danny Callis and Dan Siner. And um, was affected by the writer's strike. Mm, seems 
I don't know how to tell how obvious the, the writer strike would be on a Disney show because there's just like there's very little writing in this episode. Yeah. So it, it starts out as a lot of the other ones do. Um, the kids walking down in the lobby with their mom kind of setting up the, the problem of the show or the, the situation of the episode. Whoa, you're saying there's going to be some situational comedy? Uh, I mean, it is a children's television show, Tyler. Nothing but. I, so, sorry, can we go back? So, were, were you implying that they're like, that they like wouldn't have advertised this episode super hard as like a, oh, it's a high school musical episode of The Sweet Life? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I never got to that bit. So, at this point, there had already been an extensive crossover series with uh, that so Sweet life. That's so sweet life of Hannah Montana. Yeah. So that had already existed. You had the Lilo and Stitch proud family, Kim Possible, big trifecta as well. So you have a lot of. I remember that existing. Oh, there was like a big animated crossover. (laughs) I don't know how Lilo and Stitch crosses over into other shows. Like I could see Kim Possible and Proud Family, maybe, even though those are totally different animation styles. Yeah. They did. Um, So they'd already done sweet life crossovers and stuff and those were really big and like they when high school musical came out they started head heavily advertising like hey vanessa hudgens as in high school musical like will reshow some of their sweet life episodes that kind of stuff but i don't know if like it wouldn't have been like a special episode or anything it was just like a normal episode it wasn't like a special or anything yeah, but it still seems like like the advertising like would have built like hyped it as like, oh, my God, they're doing high, they're doing a high school musical episode. It's going to be wild. This is going to be a crazy episode. Zach and Cody and their shenanigans with high school musical. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the chaos? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't come across anything like that when I was like researching the episode, but it could have been. I don't know. It's just I, this is just what I'm assuming the the advertisements like between commercials were like just like the week or two leading up to it i'm not saying that like it was like a whole month long marketing campaign (laughs) okay i'm probably i mean high school musical was everywhere so probably quite literally as it's in this episode so so yes so so cody tells hey mom i'm I'm gonna be late coming home from school today and zach says why is it is it clean your beaker at science club today like is it clean your beaker day at science club no he's like it's buff your bunsen burner day (laughs) (laughs) which is like it's like not a good joke but then like it also doesn't work because it's like well but but anyway that's not even why it's because i'm actually auditioning for this uh, i'm going out for the school play and then the mom's like you don't go out for plays you audition and Zach's like, well, what does it matter? He's not going to make it anyway. Zach is just like very grumpy and like Zach does have good character traits. But like it's one of those things where like the dichotomy of Zach and Cody is like Cody's like the smart one who like is nice. And Cody's like the lazy one who is mean. <laughs> but <laughs> Zach is only mean to Cody. He gets in trouble a lot, but it's more like he's that kind of lovable troublemaker kind of. Yeah. Later in the episode, it's revealed he got detention because he broke a blackboard at school with a golf ball. Yeah. But he's just like being so mean to Cody here. And it's like, what? Like, like to the point where like the jokes are so bad, like. But it doesn't stop Cody from being excited, which I like that it doesn't 
Cody's not taken down by it. So it does inspire that, like, follow your path. Like, it's okay to like what you like kind of thing. Yeah. And Cody likes a very particular play. He likes Agamemnon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so Mr. Mosby comes over. Uh, Mr. Mosby's like generally like in the in the grand scheme of the show, like Zach and Cody are causing problems. And Mr. Mosby's like the the official guy who's like trying to clean up their mess or like stop them from mm-hmm. their he's a shenanigans. Bit of a curmudgeon. Yeah. But, you know, he's also, you know, kind of like this family member of theirs. So he comes over. He's like, oh, what are like, what are you? What's the play going to be? And Cody's like, I don't know, but my audition I've prepared is a no, he's monologue a- from Agamemnon by Aeschylus. He hopes it's that. <laughs> and he's prepared the monologue in the edition in the original Greek. Yeah, yeah. Cody, the original Greek, the, the original Greek that we don't know what it sounds like because they spoke it three thousand years ago. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> or as Zach says, the original geek. Oh. <laughs> Again, not a joke. Um I know it's Cody's excitement about Agamemnon. One relatable Precious. for me. Yes, we. <laughs> to- all right, so um, inside baseball here for a hot sec. Tyler was home, and we were like, "Hey, let's watch Sweet Life together." Or for at least the first viewing, whatever. We'll just like start it. Um, we got we got a little bit, and we put it on. And Cody mentions Agamemnon. We look at each other. And we're like, "How did we get the perfect episode?" <laughs> I, I genuinely think it is all build up for the next time he mentions yeah. Agamemnon, <laughs> which we'll get to. But yeah. um, Mosby is ecstatic that he's Cody like, loves. Oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, is it the scene where Clytemnestra and Aegisthus are plotting their revenge on Agamemnon? And he's like, that's the best part. I know. <laughs> which, it's just so cute. It's I don't so know if good. that is the best part. Of, no, it, um, I've read Agamemnon at least in parts. I've read um, it in I, translation. I've never tried I couldn't it. tell you, like, I feel like, you know, there's probably the Cassandra monologues mm-hmm. are the strongest ones from that. Um, yeah. She is the, she is the um, war prisoner who's been in, kind of enslaved, brought from Troy back to Greece with Agamemnon. And she's like a psychic. Mm-hmm. So she like predicts the future, but obviously no one believes her. So she's just like a very like, pitiable character in that like she's lost everything and but she kind of has this precognition so it makes her monologues interesting anyway um <laughs> what about this kids show from the yeah, 2000s <laughs> but then maddie comes in and's like i know what the hi- i know what the musical is we're doing high school musical and Whoa. cody describes it as well at least it's bouncy yeah I, don't, I again i didn't know what that joke was supposed it's to not be a joke i don't think yeah I don't know, just a comment? Yeah. So then we cut to theme song. Here I am in your life. I've had um, that stuck in my head since we rewatched it. It's a good theme song. It's a good theme song. It reminds me of, like, iCarly, Victoria, like, the ones that are coming a little later. Like, definitely. Well, it's more of like a Drake and Josh where it's like, oh, this is like a rock song. Like, yeah. And then we're at the auditions. Yeah. And it's very and clear that it's the auditions. Someone is on stage doing Oh that yeah, he's doing like a kick thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like really bad. And I was at first is I was excited, like, oh, are we gonna get like a fun like audition scene like from the movie High School Musical? But it's really just kind of like this one shot of him dancing poorly. Yeah. And we see the theater instructor 
Yeah, Mr. Blaine. Yeah, we meet we meet Mr. Blaine, who is played by Mitchell Whitfield. Mitchell Whitfield, who is yeah, he's um Stan Stan Rothenstein Stein. Stein. I don't I don't remember which side the joke is. Um, from my cousin Vinny, the classic Joe Pesci Marissa Tomei movie. Um, yeah, Ralph, Ralph Macchio. Macchio. He's the friend of Ralph Macchio, who also is on trial with him. Completely opposite ball game from this kid's television show. <laughs> Just putting that yes. out there. There's no no fast talking, uh, foul mouthed lawyers in this episode of The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. No one's biological clock is ticking. Particularly not um, Kim Rhodes, who was pregnant. Wow. Oh. Cody and Maddie are standing in line for their turn at auditioning, and they were like, oh, who are you trying out for? And Maddie's like, Sharpay, everyone says I look just like her. And, and then we get this bit. I don't see it. Yeah. Basically, everyone who, who she says that to is like, hmm, I don't know, man. Which I guess is the only way to do that joke. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a good joke. It's not like the it's not like the best executed. Like we laughed. We definitely yeah. laughed when we when we, like it was happening. And I think she's like wearing the pink and looks like nice. And yeah, I'm just like I'm just trying to think of like how I would like punch up the joke so that like, you know, co- comedic rule of three, like the first two times people say I don't see it. And then, the, you know, the third time someone says, oh, you know, you look exactly like. And then it's like a switcheroo or something. Like, that's the thing with comedy. Yeah. Well, I think they kind of do that. So we can talk about the other two times. they t- uh, Zach, She says it to Zach when she finds out she's the understudy. Yeah. And then the third time is when um, Mr. Blaine tells Cody that he looks like Troy. And then she's like, hello, Sharpay. And Mr. Blaine's <laughs> like, I don't see it. And I really like how all three of them say it the exact same way, though. I think yeah. that helps with the joke. Yeah. Yeah, the same exact phrase, I don't see it. Yeah. And in that kind of like, I don't see it. Like, Well, it's funny because they even, like the third time around, they say, Mr. Blaine says, oh, you even look like Zac Efron. Oh, yeah, And then yeah, 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 she yeah. says, and I don't look like Ashley, Ashley Tisdale. Tisdale. Like, yeah. So like, it's one thing to like say Sharpay. It's another thing to say the actor who plays Sharpay, whom you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and, anyway, this, this Cody- is where we get- yeah. Cody's payoff of like Agamemnon. Yeah, so he's like in Agamemnon, Troy is a city that's besieged by Greeks for 10 years and is led by King Priam. But in this movie, he's a cool dude with great hair. <laughs> Which I mean, Zach and Cody kind of have that haircut, but it's a little long. Here's the thing with Zach and Cody. They've actually been acting for a long time. Like 8 months. They've been yeah, no, they They're just kind of like this Hollywood, like, like if you go back and watch like episodes of there's like an episode of that 70s show where they're like little kids and they're like they're. I mean, they were in Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. Okay, yeah. I mean, heck, Cole Sprouse now is in Riverdale or was in Riverdale. Like, they're still acting. Yeah, they're kind of like not plateauing. Like, I don't know, like what metaphor to use right now. Like. It's we- like they're in a weird stage of their lives, like in this like season three of Sweet Lives of Zach and Cody. Like I'm like I'm not trying to like make it like a weird comment, but they're like a little pudgier. They're like kind of like growing. Like uh, so, all right, <laughs> let's throw this because um, the Harry Potter kids have the same issue. The third year of Harry Potter, 
they were all like having to do a lot more prosthetics and stuff because they had to still make them look younger despite they were all starting to have like growth spurts and like their bodies were changing and yeah. everything like they're kind of just like in these like big baggy shirts mm-hmm. and like their hair is like re- like it's like it's like episode like it's like Harry Potter four where like his hair is like really long and mm-hmm. like Zack and Cody's hair is like really long in, yeah. in this episode. At least it's not the bowl cuts of season one though because those were bad. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just like, I guess like this is the style of then, but it's just like, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like 13 years old and it's just like, I, it's hard to parse out like what their personality like is supposed to be for like a kid's show and like how old they're actually supposed to be and like what if like if they're supposed to look cool or not. Like, yeah, well, Cody's not. He's like a nerd and. Like Zach's got like a skull T-shirt on at one point. Yeah, but he's got, he's got <laughs> he like skater. Cool. He's got like skater clothes. A lot of the, he's a troublemaker. And I think for like mid two thousands, like yeah, this was like middle school clothes. Like I yeah, I own stuff not too dissimilar yeah. from from them. And yeah, I, I think I want to give credit to them the fact that they were able to persist and under such a heavy eye and being performing like tv shows are not easy and to be 14 years old and like on an intense schedule and like under the the spotlight and shooting those danimals commercials yeah no i mean they (laughs) they are big names for reasons and they're both are they've done I don't know a ton about what Dylan has done. I've followed Cole a little bit closer because um, he has some really cool photography that he's done. But they don't seem to have been like super oppressed by child stardom. No. And I mean, Cole is still working. Mm-hmm. And- One has to wonder like more. There are more like, examples of like young women who are child stars. And that's certainly like a more oppressive version of mm-hmm. that story. Yeah. But. But I think you know, like a Daniel Daniel Radcliffe's not too dissimilar from them. I mean, he wasn't as young as they were when they started, but um, yeah. But his parents were in show business. Yeah, but I, I think they were great influences, and they were very real in comparison yeah. to like your your Hannah Montana's or your like they were. Yeah. Their mother was a struggling musician, and they lived <laughs> in the hotel, and they did not have lots of money, and like they talked about that on the show, and like there's classes underlying a lot of this episode and a lot of the show in general because the london maddie disparities yeah um and i think that's an important message to come across and like they're just going to public school like it's nothing fancy yeah and the nice thing about dylan cole sprouse is that they always had a like again even when they were like doing danimals commercials or whatever they had a light tone they were like able to do everything in kind of like a friendly comedic way Mm mm-hmm and obviously, you know, Jughead would later become a different role. Yeah. But, you know, they, they have a good personality, you know, standard for like, oh, there's these twins and they have good banter. And it makes sense why they hosted that um Disney on Disney Channel on stage that we talked about the DC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were the hosts of that um, special that we talked about two hiatus episodes ago. So. So anyway, um. Cody goes up on auditions with a Gilbert and Sullivan song. <laughs> Delightful. Um, and Mr. The, Blaine Mr. is Blaine. like, come on, you got nothing from this or the last century. <laughs> and I was like, good, good. But he he sings it well enough. It's kind of like a sea shanty type yeah. thing. Vaudevillian. Yeah. 
That's a better way to describe it. And, you know, and then they're like, oh, great. That was that was impressive. Yeah. And then Maddie goes up and she starts singing. Bop to the top. And I mean. And they're like, wow, that's real good. doing the dance moves. And it's not like Ashley Tisdale probably isn't in great. Because, I mean, she'd have come off of tour having done it a bazillion times. (laughs) Um, And that's when London comes in and she's like, I'm auditioning for the role of Sharpay. Actually, she doesn't say that to later. Um, but she comes in and sings this like terrible hold, hold on. London Tipson's really great song. Yes, but before London comes in, we also get Antonio. Oh yeah, we get introduced to Antonio. Yeah. Um. So before uh, Cody or Maddie audition, Antonio, who is the the theater boy. Yeah, he's in. like wearing a red shirt, like a long red shirt, and like a the, like a the newsboy cap that like Brian a newsboy wears. Cap. And um, he was in King Lear at um, uh, a puppeteria, so a puppet version of King Lear, which- Sounds dope. That sounds amazing. Yeah, the actor playing Antonio is Mark Indelicato, who seems like the biggest thing he did in his career was the sitcom Ugly Betty. America Ferreira. Yeah. He's he's a good performer. I mean, this this role is the kind of like one note, like annoying theater kid type role. Mm-hmm. But he does well at it. Like, yeah. he sells his lines. He's over the top enough. Yeah. And yeah, he gets um, pushed to the end of the line and does that like spinning thing where like each person's pushing him and they that spin That was him. cute. I liked that little bit of like physical that. acting. Yeah, I thought that was good. <laughs> and yeah, and then London's really great and it's um awful. Brenda Song, who's a great actress. I really Brenda like Song. It's so weird. The only other thing I've seen her in is, you know, the classic thing of people seeing Brenda Song in the social network and being like, ah, yes, this is a much more adult character than what I'm used to. Uh, Wendy. Oh, God. Wendy Wu. Yeah, Wendy. I guess I haven't seen her in anything other than The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, where she is like, like the definition of a one note character. Like she has like two jokes. Like she says, yay me and claps her hand. And she says, I'm rich or talks about money. That's it. Like, yeah, but I really like Brenda's song as like a person and an actress. Yeah, but I think I think that's OK. I, I think she sells it very well. Um, Like the high pitch, like her vocalization, I think, is really good for her singing. Like, OK, how would London, who is a snotty rich kid who has no talent and like two brain cells sing and she she speaks sings. Which I think is very appropriate. And she's still got the wine in her voice that is normally there. And I think it's just, I think it's a good performance. Yeah, she's, she does, she sells the comedy well. It's just like, it's, it's hard, like, to judge a kid's show, like, one note character. Mm -hmm. That's like, ah, yes, it's going to be the same joke every time. This actor is doing a good job of it, but, like, it just kind of, like, grinds your soul away. Yeah. Mr. Blaine feigns to like it. Yeah. He like stops her, but is like, he's like, oh, that was great. You know, that's the sort of thing you do in audition. You're like, oh, yeah, that was great. Well, we'll just have to wait to see what the final audition results are. What? This is not like what Darvis was like at all. (laughs) Yeah, he's not saying next. And then Antonio skips the line and starts and says, hit it. (laughs) Yes. And then Antonio comes up and sings this song about floss. Um, I'm going to sing it now. I've got beef between my teeth. It would be boss if I had floss. 
So it's like a blend of like a song from Rent, which I've never seen Rent, but like I know enough about Rent. Um, you said a West Side Story. Yeah, it's 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 um it's a riff on something's coming from West Side Story. Is could it be? Who knows? There's something due any day. I will know right away. Soon as it shows. What about it's, my shiny teeth in me? It, no, that is just another song about teeth, Condra. And that's Nickelodeon, not Disney. I know. But when you were just saying it, I was like, does it sound like my shiny teeth in me? Am I no. just hearing it? Do I no, want but Floss, to- for some reason, Floss does sound super familiar. And it's either like the like the one memory of this episode that I remember from it Maybe. as a kid. Or it like returns in some sort of running gag in like another episode of this show or like a different Disney show where they talk about floss. Like the song, like it, either it sounds familiar because it's that thing with something's coming mm-hmm. that it's a song I've just internalized or they're like, it's a joke that pops up somewhere else and I've heard it before. Like, <laughs> yeah, the music in particular, like got me. I would like, I was like, okay, have I heard this before? What is this front? Like I went looking and I was like, is this in reference to something specific? Because I, think i know this and i could not <laughs> figure it out and i've never seen west side story other than that one time you perf- uh, you were in pit and i came and saw you so like it's not even that it's west side story so for me who's someone on the complete outside of all that i have some reference to it that i cannot fathom <laughs> do we just need to google floss musical <laughs> maybe i tried it didn't work Antonio's like, oh, I found this online and I thought it was genius. And Mr. Blaine is like, it's my unproduced musical. And I was like, dude. Finally, someone gets me. Yeah. And I was like, Antonio, hold up, dude. Dude, dude. You saw, you found this song online. Did it have the choreography? Because Mr. Blaine is doing that choreography too. And like, for it to be an unproduced musical, that would require to have a choreographer then. And if it's unproduced, it's not going to have a choreographer. So I'm confused here, man. Yeah, it seems like maybe like there was like a local production of it or like the the, the main piece of choreography is like you hold up your hands like you have floss in your fingers and you like do it kind of side to side with your head. Yeah. Um, non-visual medium, but I just did it on the yeah, and, video chat. And I, I would highly recommend like looking up a little clip of this, um, especially at the end, like post credit. They do a little post like initial credits. They do a little like them all practice in the dance move. And like it's the head up. It's like the is it Chicago that does the kick? It might be Chicago. I might be thinking of. But like that they're the like legs are shoulder length apart and they do the look up with the head and they start like kind of moving forward and dancing. I think that's Chicago. We get a kind of break and that we come back and Maddie's on her laptop at the candy counter and is like the results are on the school website. Yeah. So no no audition callback sheet the way way we have in high school musical. But I like how it's hitting some of the similar beats. Like there's a big yeah. to do at the auditions and then oh we get to hear what who made it and yeah. then rehearsal. Cody's gonna check, but then London runs runs in and it's like, ah, I'm playing Sharpie. Yeah, so Maddie's like, I'm the understudy for Sharpay, and she's annoyed. And Cody's like, I got Troy. And then London runs in and is like, I've got Sharpie. And Maddie's yeah. mad because she doesn't even say the name right. And and then London says musical high school instead of high school musical, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. Um, and then we cut to them rehearsing. 
And, um, and is London triple, is bad. Yeah, and London's bad, and Maddie's a triple threat, but she's too nice, so she can't be Sharpay. Yeah. That's the that's the excuse Mr. Blaine gives her. Oh, also Zach's been hanging around because he got detention and has to be a stagehand. And so he's like trying to paint a thing on the stage, but he can't get the, the spray paint thing to work. Yeah. Instead of he flipped a coin of flushing toilets or being a stagehand, he he ended up being a stagehand. I'm like, but if you'd have just cleaned the toilets, like that'd have been less time than being a stagehand. <laughs> yeah. And so Maddie asks why for Mr. Blaine. And he's like, oh, you're too nice. Also, you don't look that much like her. Um, <laughs> no, that's not till later. That's not till um, later. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Antonio and London rehearse and that it's, it's bad. And Mr. Blaine says, you should get singing lessons and dancing lessons. And well, I think um, the, the thing I got a chuckle out of uh, Antonio's like, I don't want to work with this amateur. And London gasped and is like, Mr. Blaine, he called me a bad name. And he's like, I'm sure he did. <laughs> and I, <laughs> that was a good line. I yeah. liked that. Oh, uh, at some point, Antonio says, oh, don't you read teen theater magazine? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Tipton uh, is putting on a, a stage version of Floss. That's why she got the part. Uh, that was a good line delivery. Yeah. Um, and um, London shows off how her wealth has influenced so, so much because she's like, she comes out and she's like, my dressing room doesn't have a mirror that tells me I'm beautiful, which I forgot was a thing in this show until they said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, she has this dumb mirror that like has a robotic voice and is like, you're beautiful. And, and then like, the teacher sends a, like, a teenage boy, actually probably played by an adult man in this named episode. Named Carl. Named Carl to stand in her dressing room and tell her she's beautiful. And I was like, what did he just do? <laughs> what yeah no that really got me i was like i know the theater y you gotta deal with some stuff sometimes like it works for the joke but like when you think about it for more than half a second you're like what yeah yeah <laughs> and maddie is annoyed that london is just getting her way because she's rich again so she she actually goes and tells off london which is, which is great a weird character moment because i just don't know like she says you you only have this part because your daddy bought it for you She's definitely called her out. I, I like know canonically, like she calls her out from every now and then. And like part of London, London is trying to be more, more normal or like less elite, I guess is the yeah. better way to put it. Sometimes. Um, sometimes like she tries to learn to drive a car. She she like works for a bit like she, Maddie shows her how to run the candy. Ca like she. But it's it's it seems like a rare occasion for Maddie to be like so like upfront and almost rude about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that is definitely a little different. But um, folks, she's trying, trying to, to be mean like sharp. Hey, yeah, she's trying to be mean. And London obviously doesn't get it and instead call runs off to thank her father for uh, buying her the, <laughs> the gig, basically. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to... And Antonia's like, I love when theater gets catty. <laughs> uh, weird. Yeah. And then... We cut to Zach and Cody and their mom back in the apartment. Cody's dribbling around a ball. The mom's like, don't dribble in the house. And he's like, I'm rehearsing. And she's like, don't rehearse basketball in the house. And then it's just kind of like more jokes about Zach being mean to him. And Cody being less athletic and being like, my ball, my ball. I mean... <clears throat> Give me the rock. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I hate that. 
but it's And then fun. London comes in to talk to Carrie. Carrie, and she's like, I need singing lessons. Do you know anyone who can give me them? And it's like, ah, but I'm a singer. And London thought she hogged the mic at karaoke. <laughs> hey, karaoke? Hey. So Carrie starts teaching her about a musical scale and how it's not the same as a weighing scale, which London believes you're supposed to subtract five pounds from. Um, so a weight joke, which, you know, never a good thing ever. Um, and then trying to teach her the like musical scale and she comes yes. up with associations for all the note names. Yes. Believe it or not, Ray Me rhymes with London's catchphrase, yay me. And you'll never guess dough means money. Yes. And, and law is something you can break if you're rich. And she points to herself and mouths me. <laughs> this is one of those things where like the like the jokes are like written like super annoying, like 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 the worst writing ever, but she sells some of them pretty yeah. good acting wise, especially when she does the whole scale all in once. I think the one that really got me that I thought was acted very well because it was so understated was T. Oh, my favorite vowel. And then it's straight into dough again. And it's like, yay, more money. But like that just little like. Yeah, there's no. So it doesn't quick. linger on the my favorite vowel. Yeah. Because like the jet. The jet one for being Fosso, being like, it's far, so I've got a private jet kind of thing. Like, Not that really one it. lingers too long, but I thought T being, like, just this little, like, one line, great, was great. Yeah. And, and then, then she sings really high note and breaks a glass on the table. Mazel tov. <laughs> Which I thought was funny, too. And then Mr. Mosby comes in and was like, what was that noise? And she's like, oh, it was my singing. He was like, no, not... I meant that other noise that covered up your beautiful singing. And we get some you know, good mugging from Phil Lewis, who is good at his kind of like facial facial expressions. He's a very funny actor. Yeah. And um, he's there to teach London how to dance, which he says yeah. comes from the soul. And his yeah. little- And then he does this wild dance routine. routine. It's really funny. It's so good. <laughs> like, if nothing else from this episode, look up Mosby's dance teaching because, like, he is ridiculously into it and is just so funny. Yeah. He does it's a, a shorty George move, which I- crazy like like he's labeled he's like telling london exact like the the dance does a jazz square does a jazz square and i I, the thing with mr mosby's character is that like he's that he's got this kind of like you know ragged haggardly like trying to hold everything together of the hotel but then like you know the deeper part of his character he's got this kind of like high class like sensibilities he's got these kind of like you know talking about agamemnon earlier he like he is clearly like this smart, like well refined gentleman. He's kind but of also, Kermit the Frog. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, this is a very similar character trait. He's also got the kind of like you know some like even like borderline on like what like prissy type characteristics. I don't love the word, obviously, but yeah, he he's definitely not played in a way that they definitely could have gone for him to be that. He's not like like effeminate queer like yeah. Disney villain queer coded yeah. type thing. Yeah, but he's I I think Phil Lewis does a really fun job. All yeah, like honestly, it's a well balanced character. Like it's 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 almost a more realistic. Like you can be kind of like 
an angry hotel boss sometimes and other times you can be kind of like silly and quirky and you can be a father figure and like because he is a father figure to london a lot of the time and and he's like he's kind of like an uncle or like a that kind of like i don't i don't know what to quite call his relationship with the twins but it's kind of that like yeah yeah and London tries and kicks her shoe off. Yeah, like hits a tray on the table and like makes a loud noise. And they cover up that she's doing wonderful. They say she's doing wonderfully. Um, and they're also <laughs> getting paid diamonds by the hour. Well, yeah. So so Carrie's getting paid two diamonds an hour, but Mr. Mosby's getting paid three diamonds an hour. <laughs> then cut to commercial, come back, and it is opening night. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Surprise, folks. We're here. Uh, and the, no one's in costumes. And it's just like, we're going to run through the whole musical. And the sets aren't ready. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Zach pulls down a pirate ship. It's like, were you yeah. also doing Pirates of Penzance? Like, what What are you doing here? So, you know, they're going to run through the songs one more time. And then it's London and Antonio. But she kicks him in the rear. And he storms off. And it's like, ah, we need some other solution. Because this is going to be so bad. Yeah. And... Oh, they found out that Mr. Tipton's coming to the show. Yeah, and um, the ADR is also a little off during this bit. It's a little, like, when they're singing, like, the the pre-recorded singing is just a little bit off, and it was a little weird. <laughs> I didn't see that, but oh. I believe you. Yeah, Antonio, uh, London, like, runs away, and Antonio's like, London stinks like a dead fish on a city bus. And London's like, you think I stink and ride the bus? Ah, because she's rich and mm-hmm. wouldn't ride the bus. Yeah. So they come up and um, Mr. Blaine doesn't care because he wants to see Floss on Broadway and he needs to make Mr. Tipton happy. Antonio and the rest of the the, the kids are all like, no, London is really going to drag us down. Antonio's like, I have talent scouts here, which to which Cody replies, like, as the team leader here, I think we should bench London. Yeah. This is a weird episode because there's no one, like, if it, if it centers around any character, it centers around Maddie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really center around Zach or Cody. Like, it's a, kind of a Maddie London episode. Yeah. It's, and, it, and London gets that big middle scene with Mr. Mosby and Carrie. So it's like, like, it's kind of an unfocused episode character-wise. Like, there's not a super ton of growth. Like, it just kind of waddles between people. Yeah. I think Maddie does some stuff, though, like she calls out like, I'm doing all the work. London's getting all the credit. Ultimately, it's Maddie's decision to like agree. So here's where they come up with the singing in the rain idea, which um, I had to look up what this meant um, because I've never seen singing in the rain. But um, the premise of that movie is that in the transition to silent films to talkies, a uh, big actress did not have a great singing voice, so they took this kind of no-name person and made her dub. Uh, and the in, in Singing in the Rain, the the actress who was getting dubbed didn't know and wasn't happy. And they end up exposing that she's dubbed kind of thing, um, which they decide to do for London and Maddie because Maddie is a great singer and will sing the part of London of Sharpay and London will lip sync. Yeah. I guess what we haven't talked about technically yet is the idea that like London is, is like a Sharpay analog. Like they're both this kind of like rich, privileged 
um, unaware of like how their actions impact others. And what's funny is that Maddie, and we talked about this in the last hiatus episode, weirdly, Maddie is the, in the Ashley Tisdale character is the inverse of Sharpe. So she's the kind of, you know, from the lower economic background who is really nice and cares a lot about people. So, yeah. Um, and Ashley, Mer- and I think Ashley Tisdale does a good job with both. Yeah. Um, I think she's a good actor. Yeah. And so they, um, London is like, this is a big deal for me. My dad's never seen me perform before when I was in kindergarten as a raindrop in the itsy bitsy spider. <laughs> I was like yeah. it, that her dad sent the bad butler to come watch the performance instead of and then you there had was, a bad butler. Yeah. And then she says pretty pleased with caviar on top, which wow. I think she says in other episodes. I didn't watch any others before this, so yeah. I'm not positive. See, any character like, with a catchphrase is like, you gotta just, you just gotta be careful. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and so Maddie's like, I'll do it for the other actors who never got their shot, and they silence her. And. Um, Say, save your voice. Yeah. And then it's the show, and then. They have the they, same costumes when they're doing the. Well, they're doing the odd. So they cut to like the odd, like. Cody's coming off stage from doing Get Your Head head in the Game, and they're, like, cutting to the audition scene, and they have, like, these other actors playing um, Miss Darbus and Kelsey, which is, like, really cute. There's only, like, a half-second shot of them. Yeah. But I'm like, ah, I wanted to see, like, these people pretending to be them. That would have been funny. Yeah, but they're all in the same costumes as, like, the audition sequence, what I've been looking for. Um, Like, the pink sparkles, uh, the green cap. Like, it's... Yeah. I think that's pretty fun. London and Antonio do the what I've been looking for number and we don't actually get to see the whole thing. We just it's implied that it goes well. And Mr. Mosby and Carrier in the audience like, yeah, we taught her everything she knows. They're at first like bad singing and bad dancing is the style now because they're nervous and Maddie's singing. So it sounds good. And I guess she learned how to dance well enough. (laughs) Well, no, because there's like a joke where Mr. Tipton's like, ah, the dancing was okay. The joke in the show is that you never see Mr. Tipton's face because he's always like surrounded by bodyguards. So you only see hand gestures from him. Mm -hmm. So he does like a "Eh, so-so hand gesture. And then... We're we're in Bop to the Top already. Yeah, like they're and then it ready. goes to later. <laughs> it's Bop to the Top. And he's asked Maddie, he's like, are you ready for Bop to the Top? Because we're all in this together. And Maddie's like, all right, you're pushing it to the limit. And I was like, uh, good, good reference. Much like, much like Kermit and Miss Piggy, we get a bunch of High School Musical song title puns. Exactly. <laughs> and... Zach and Cody are like, all right, we got to do something here. It's Zach in particular is like, it's not fair. Maddie deserves the credit. Yeah. So he like goes to raise the curtain, but it's like the wrong curtain. He goes like flying up the rope and the curtain drops down. onto Antonio. And he's like, I'm leaving. And then Maddie's like, well, I'll be Ryan. And she puts on the fedora and then they're like dancing. Uh, but London's still lip syncing. And she like. She's trying to be like, sing so we can actually both sing. And then the audience is apparently still enjoying it. Yeah, there's like one audience shop and or shot and it looks like they're in like a black box theater at like yeah. in like the middle of a city. Like it's not yeah, there's like, like an auditorium at there. a high school. <laughs> yeah. And Antonio's like, oh, they're they're getting all the love. So he tries to go back out on stage and dance with them. And Zach and Cody follow and are Yeah, they're kind like of trying to stop dance. him. 
Yeah, they're like kind of doing the dancing and like Zach just looks like super uncomfortable. And this scene in particular, I don't know if you'll know of this, but like during the Riverdale stuff, Cole had an interview about like one of the musical episodes and how he like never was one of those Disney pop stars. And he's like, yeah, I managed to escape the music like being a pop star for Disney because he didn't do the musical episode of Riverdale. He's like, I wanted to keep away from the music. But then you have this one and I'm like, hmm, this is kind of funny. Like, it's not a lot. Yeah. Well, it's like the climax of this episode is like, oh, okay. Now we get all this like silly shenanigans of everyone's on stage. And like, we're trying to like, we're trying to get people off and on like stage, like so they can have the spotlight. So Zach and Cody are trying to like block Antonio and Maddie is trying to like, you know, encourage London and Zach and Cody are like trying to do the choreography along the way. And they're like, kind of like doing it. So, so it's like funny. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's very like, like we were laughing, watching it like, ah, they're like doing the dances badly. Yeah. Um, Cause like Zach and Cody are like super nervous. They're like making like weird faces. Yeah. It's, it's, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Maddie still does the bopping, but she does it to Antonio, which yeah. I thought was appropriate. Yeah. They have a ladder. Yeah. And unlike the concert, unlike the concert. And then they just kind of like all like Yay. do like a final pose and then the audience cheers as if that's the, the end, end of, of the, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Maddie blows a kiss to Zach who catches puts it, it in his and pocket. puts it in his pocket, which is yeah. very weird. Well, and then the, the, the kind of last moment is that like Maddie and London have like a reconciliation moment, mm-hmm. which is like that, like the only instance of like character beat. That we get, Except really. Except not really, because London's like, you're still too nice to be Sharpay. <laughs> yeah. And then we just go to credits, or we go to, like, commercial, and then we come back for, like, the credit scene where they're, like, floss. doing the floss dance. And that's it. But not flossing. Oh, no. The, the, yeah, flossing did not exist yet. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the hip-oriented dance did not Fortnite. exist. Fortnite dance did not exist. Yes. But... They're flossing with their hands over their mouths. And they yes. all slowly like peter out being like, this is dumb. Including <laughs> Mr. Blaine. Yeah, he's like, ah, forget it. Yeah. So that- Anyway, for some reason we talked for an hour about Zach and Cody. We win. <laughs> we really needed to analyze every single joke. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's important. No, it's not. <laughs> but you know what um, is important? Following us on social media. <laughs> exactly. You can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us your favorite episode of Zach and Cody. Tell us who's, who you prefer, Dylan or Cole Sprouse. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. I've been Tyler, and we will see you next time when we return with our second season of Wildcat Minute, our fourth season of Amateur Nerds podcasting, and our 212th or something episode of podcasting in general. You can bet on it.